This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play, team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free to play October 4th. On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Monday, November the 1st. It is a brand new month today. Great to have you with us. Monday NHL card, which is a very light slate tonight. Only three games in NHL action, and we'll break them all down for you right here on the Ice Guys. Ian Cameron, we should have Jimmy Murphy and Andrew McGinnis uh, momentarily. Uh, Briefly on yesterday's slate as we wait for uh, Jimmy and Andrew to join the show. Um, Very interesting uh, game with the uh, Rangers and the Kraken last night. Good performance by uh, the New York Rangers, who remain road warriors. Now 5-1 and this year uh, on the road. They played extremely well. Uh, on the road, continued last night against Seattle uh, with a very solid performance in that game. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, beat the New Jersey Devils. Nice comeback from them, winning in a shootout. Buffalo Sabers, ah, they do loot. They can lose a game after all. Uh, they ended up having a, they had a lead after the first two periods, and then the uh, Kings come back and win that game three uh, two. Carolina uh, surviving a game effort from Arizona yesterday, uh, but Carolina survives to remain undefeated. Uh, in that one, and of course, the uh, Montreal Canadiens, and the struggles continue for them as they lose 4-2 to the Anaheim Ducks, and I'm able to cash a best bet winner yesterday on the show with that game, uh, Montreal-Anaheim going uh, over the total. Uh, let's get into Monday's games. We'll have Andrew and Jimmy, it looks like, with us, and right now they're joining uh, the party, so let's get to it. We'll start with Washington uh, and Tampa Bay. Uh, we've got uh, Washington here, or sorry, Tampa Bay, rather, minus 145 home favorites, 5.5 the total. Uh, shaded to the over in this game. A very interesting matchup. Should be a good one here with these two teams. And the first thing I noticed is, you know, with Tampa Bay, they've had a bit of an up and down start to the year. They've had some good wins. They've had some head-scratching losses as well. They get blown apart by uh, by Pittsburgh in the first game of the year. They lose to Buffalo as well. So it's been a really weird start to the year for them. Uh, Of course, Kucherov's out indefinitely again, which hasn't helped. Uh, They did have a good 5-1 win against Arizona and a good 5-1 win against Pittsburgh their last two games. Uh, We'll see if they can keep that going here against Washington, who have had a pretty solid start to the year themselves. And uh, the concern here for Washington is, will their offense keep going without TJ Oshie? He did not play in that game against Arizona Friday night, missing his first game due to injury. And here's a guy that's got uh, four goals, two assists, six points in seven games for this team playing extremely well offensively. 
uh, for this Capitals team. They're still also without Nick Backstrom as well. Uh, will they be missing that kind of firepower tonight against this Lightning team? That ends up being the question. But when you look at Tampa Bay, you know, they're only one and three at home this year. Uh, Washington's a good road team last year for the most part, and they're already 2-0 and on the road this season. Washington lost to Tampa Bay uh, when they faced them back on October 16th, 2-1 to uh, in overtime. And now that Tampa's had a couple of wins in a row, I could see this one being a game where they fall short against a Washington team that's played well on the road. Uh, you look at Tampa Bay, they've yet to win three games in a row this year. <laughs> Two games has been their longest win streak. I like Cap the Capitals here a little bit. Plus 125 to plus 130 uh, is the current price range with the Capitals. I think we have a live road underdog here, and I like the idea of they're going on the road. Tampa's not played always consistently uh, at home uh, this year. You look at Tampa Bay, uh, when they play good teams at home, they lost to Colorado, they lost to Florida, they lost to Pittsburgh. You know, their only home win this year was against a very, very bad, one of the worst teams in the NHL, uh, Arizona. That's been their only home win this year, Tampa Bay. So I think the Capitals give them a game and have a solid chance to get the road win here in this one. So I like Washington here at the plus price. Uh, Andrew, uh, welcome in. What do you like, Washington, Tampa Bay? Good to be here, Ian. Happy to get uh, two and zero. Uh, best bets on the show yesterday. You and I, uh, smaller slate, but two and zero with the best bets. Uh, you know, short slate, but I like a few bets today on the show. Uh, same thing as you, really. You know, I just on large scale, Tampa Bay is a good team at home. We can't deny that. I mean, Vasilevsky plays well at home. This is a still a, a quality, quality team. But you just aren't going to catch me laying this number here with the Tampa Bay Lightning here. And one thing I will say, interesting with the Washington Capitals. Uh, who are unbeaten in regulation on the season, besides one, maybe two games, they haven't had that many defensive outbreaks quite yet on the year. You know, So not only are we seeing them get production from Ovechkin, um, who's chasing that record, several guys down the depth chart, but I've actually been pretty impressed with their defense that I think might be a little bit untalked about from some people. I mean, um, you know, even that game they had, they won 6-3, you know, even though they allowed three goals, I felt like they still turned it on offensively and protect those leads, you know? So I think it's a pretty good price here. Um, hard to, hard to ignore it. And uh, you know, both teams coming off games against Arizona, but you look at Tampa Bay's kind of storyline right now, they couldn't have had two better back-to-back -back games, Ian, to play against, right? A depleted Pittsburgh team. That's kind of was riding a little bit of a high. They needed to come back to reality. And then of course the Arizona Coyotes. So, I think it's a snap back to reality here. And at least we got a close tight game here that warrants uh, a bet on the underdog. Yeah. I mean, to me, this is a good game. It's to but Tampa Bay though, again, at home this year, their only win is against Arizona. They played uh, every other home game, which was against, I would say uh, above average playoff caliber competition. Uh, they have not been able to get the job done. So I do get concerned about that. Uh, going into uh, this matchup here against Washington. Uh, they miss Oshie. That, is, that does bother me because he had played so well to begin the year, uh, the Capitals. But we've seen the likes of, you know, Daniel Sprong and, and other players in this lineup. And Sprong's going to be a guy that's going to take uh, a big fill a big void in terms of Oshie being out again. But we've seen him step up and score some goals for this team as well. They've got some other options uh, as well. And again, a Tampa Bay team that we've said this many times, they don't have that same third-line, fourth-line offensive punch uh, that they've had in years past. They just don't. I mean, you're, you can't really rely fully yet on Barboulet, Belmar, Radish, uh, Perry, Colton, and Maroon. That's your bottom six yeah. right now for the Lightning. That is a steep decline uh, from what they had last year, manning that third and fourth line 
you know, with Gaudreau and Coleman, who's done great things this year with Calgary already. So, you know, and Gord in Seattle's done well, so you miss him as well. So it's just not that same depth up front for Tampa Bay, which means it offsets, I think, Washington maybe being without Backstrom and Oshie in this game here tonight uh, in this matchup between these two teams. Uh, Ottawa and Chicago. We've got Chicago minus 140 home favorites, six the total uh, in this one between the Sens and the Blackhawks. Um, Chicago, gosh, this feels like this should be a winnable game for them with the, with despite the winless, like they're not going 0 and 82, even though at times it's kind of felt that way about Chicago, that at some point they're going to win a hockey game. This is as good a time as any potentially against Ottawa, but I don't know if I'm still ready to go with minus a 135 or a minus 140 exactly. price tag here uh, with Chicago here in this game. It's just, uh, I got to see a win first. Then maybe if they win a game, then we'll bribe them for a little bit. Maybe they get a little confidence. They get a little swagger back, but let's see them win that first game. I feel bad for Fleury. Played his guts out the other night against St. Louis. Incredible goaltending performance. It was definitely Vesna trophy caliber Marc-Andre Fleury from what we saw last year, how great he was. And he was just as great the other night. Fortunately, Chicago can't score uh, on St. Louis. They end up losing that game uh, one to nothing. Uh, another frustrating result uh, for them. Uh, Flurry back in net, as you would expect here in this game uh, for uh, the uh, Blackhawks. Matt Murray, by the way, going to get the uh, nod uh, in net here for the uh, Ottawa Senators. Uh, it's a guy that uh, has played well, believe it or not, this year. Two appearances. He's got a 1.61 goals against average. Uh, in uh, it, this season, 936 save percentage. Of course, it's a guy that's also been battling early season injuries as well uh, with the fact, and that's why they've had to go with uh, Philip Gustafson and uh, Anton Forsberg in net mm -hmm. uh, in recent games, this Ottawa team. Uh, the Senators, though, I mean, they're, it, it seems like for Chicago, it's after playing, you know, St. Louis and Carolina and Toronto and Vancouver and the Islanders, Pittsburgh, it feels like a step down in class, but Ottawa doesn't always treat their opponents like they are some kind of step down in class because what you get from Ottawa night in and night out is usually a pretty solid effort. You know, they do have a burgeoning, you know, developing young group that's going to continue to improve. I mean, the upside on Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris and Drake Batherson and Timmy Stutzla, uh, Alex Formanton, as time goes on for this Ottawa team is clearly there. And, and if you're not going to play, your A game, and if you're struggling with confidence, kind of like Chicago is, yeah, this is the weakest opponent they've played, one of the weakest opponents they've played in the last couple of weeks, but it's still a, a, an opponent where if you're not playing your best, you're not struggling to score, which has been an issue. Mm -hmm. And in other games for Chicago, it's been struggling to defend. If you're still going to have those issues, Ottawa can beat you. Uh, so this is one of those cases where I understand this is the spot potentially for Chicago to win a game, but it's, again, go back to that same thing we've talked about with so many early season games and matchups and situations. Do we bet what we, we've seen to this point, or do we bet on what we think might happen? Because what we think might happen is Chicago taking advantage of maybe a little bit of a lesser opponent than they face lately, and they get their first win. But if we're betting what we've seen to this point, we're not ready to lay minus 135, minus 140 to Chicago. And I'm kind of in that side of the fence. I'm not quite ready to get there laying a buck 40 here with a winless Chicago Blackhawks team, regardless of whether they're playing the Ottawa Senators or not. So this is a game I'm passing on. I don't have a strong feel. I don't have a strong feel for the total either because, you know, part of me wants to look over the total because, you know, Chicago, especially after a low scoring game for Chicago, maybe they want to ramp up their offense here. And who knows how Matt Murray's going to play. You know, since this will be his first start in a little bit, 
uh, as he's been banged up early in the year. But prior to the injury, he was playing well. So I don't have a strong feel on the side. I don't have a strong feel on the total. I'll just lean over. But uh, not a strong uh, opinion here for me on this one. Andrew, what do you think with the Sens and the Blackhawks? Well, I think it's very similar to what you said, Ian, where everybody and their dog are going to be looking at uh, this team to get their very first win of the season. And it's not that easy. Uh, This is a Senators team that will not make it easy on them, uh, the Blackhawks, to get their first win this season. And, you know, I'm a big scheduling guy. I always look down the schedule and you could try and, um, you know, pick your spots and if you had a map and if you had, uh, you know, a scheduling spot for this team to get on the board, you know, this would probably be it. But, you know, you look at that game that Ottawa had against Dallas, and that's one that I kind of liked, but I stayed off of because the revenge factor. But it's a perfect example. You know, Ottawa doesn't care who they're playing up against. That's the best part about them. Their compete rate is always there. And the thing is right now, we're seeing Chicago get a little more healthy. It looks like Kane will be in the lineup for tonight. And, it's just, you know, I, I'm going to stick to my guns here. Um, you see, you saw what happened with the Blackhawks, that game against the St. Louis Blues. one nothing, right? A defensive performance like that is what usually you'd think that that's how a team snaps out of a big rut. Wow, we allowed our opponent to only score one goal. Well, what's the problem, Ian? They didn't even get one themselves, <laughs> you know? So. so the thought process is, well, we, we we dug in defensively, which is what Colleton wanted after the Carolina game, which was a debacle. Mm-hmm. We still didn't win. Maybe we're going to open up the, uh, let the horses out of the stable again and try to run and gun and get the exactly. offense going now. Is that what's going to happen? It could. Well, that's what I'm thinking, man. That's what I'm thinking. I think that, uh, you know, uh, Alex likes the first period over in this game. He messaged us uh, minus 130 to 35. And... I just genuinely think that, I mean, I, I look the exact same way as him. Uh, I think this game's going to get off to a, a really fast start. You've just got two really hungry teams, and as much as you want to think that Chicago's going to have defense on their mind, they're going to have goals on their mind. And, and sometimes when you have that on your mind and you have such a rut going on with your team, you're gripping the stick a little bit tight, it causes lots of turnovers. This is a game that I just, I can't, I couldn't explain it. If I was doing, uh, you know, uh, a recall of all the bets I made this month or this week or today, I wouldn't want to look at my ticket and say, holy shit, I laid minus 130 with a winless team. I don't know. I just couldn't do it personally. Some might say it's a good spot for them, but for me, I just can't get behind it, actually. If anything, I'd look towards the uh, the senator side here in this one at a great price to continue playing spoiler. I'll never back the the senators, uh, you know, when they're favorites or even when, you know, it's a it's a, a short, short dog spot for them. But in this opportunity, it's hard to pat. This should be pick them at best. Yeah, I'm I'm I like I I don't fault anyone for taking Chicago. I could that wouldn't shock me one bit if they win tonight. Get that first win. This is as good a spot and opponent as any. But you're talking minus yeah, exactly minus one forty. I'm not uh, necessarily rushing to do that. Um, last year, Chicago beat them in overtime three two, and then Chicago. The last time they were in Chicago was actually two years ago, pre-pandemic, eight to seven. It was one of the craziest games. I still remember it, eight to seven. And it was just, it was when Chicago was just going over the total every game, every single Chicago game, every single Chicago first period, every single Chicago full game total was going over at that time uh, in 2019. Uh, And that one was like five, four Chicago after the first period. Uh, and it ended up eight seven uh, for Chicago. I don't know if we'll get that tonight, but uh, yeah, I would with you. I'd, I'd prefer over before under uh, in this game. Yeah, uh, it's, well. t- it's tough to look towards an under between these two teams. Also, the power plays too. Two teams that I think I could re- rely on to score some power play goals tonight. Yeah. 
and that could be a difference as well. So we'll see. Might be a good opportunity for an in-game live spot if this game starts off slow to a in. What do you think about that? Yeah, uh, it could be. It could, it's, but definitely, I could see that if it's zero zero or one nothing, and Flurry's amazing again. And that's a good point by one of our members in the chat. They they did play better defensively, but they weren't a juggernaut. You're right. There were a lot of big time saves Flurry had to yes. make. Yes, and, and can team. he do that back There's to no back? Because a lot a lot of people yeah. are saying, look at the stats of Flurry. Look at his goals against average. Look at all that. And I find that the term regression gets thrown around a little bit. I use it, but I use it for teams, not individuals. I find with individuals, it takes longer for that to happen. And people are thinking that we're going to start seeing the norm, that kind of median line of what we expect to see from Flurry go back to more so normal. Yep. Um, I don't think it's that easy. It's, it doesn't just take one good game of standing on your head to just get back to normal, you know? And I think a lot of it has to do with the defense, too. Let's be honest. It's, it's not just Flurry. Yeah, of course. You got to, the, the defense is a team thing. It's got to be the six blue liners on the ice and the goaltender working in concerto to be solid, be sound. Uh, and you know, the goalie make the saves when he has to, but at the same time, if you're the blue line, don't let him make, you know, a million high danger, you know, chance face a million high danger chances every night. And Chicago's had a little bit of an issue with that at, at times, definitely this year. All right. The third and final game on this Monday slate, just a very short one today, uh, Seattle Kraken taken on the Edmonton Oilers, Edmonton minus two thirty, home favorite six and a half, the total, uh, in this one. I hate to say it, but it's not a really a strong opinion here for me on this game either. Seattle's one and four uh, on the road. The only road win was against the uh, Nashville Predators, and that was the very first win for the franchise uh, in their history. Um, and again, they had a two and two homestand. They lost three one to the Rangers last night, the final game of that homestand. You look at this Edmonton team. Uh, it's been a great start to the year. Just the one loss to Philadelphia. Uh, they bounced back, beat Edmonton two to one or Vancouver, sorry, two to one. Uh, on Saturday night, this power play, it's been incredible. It's been sick. It's been off the charts uh, what the Oilers have been able to do with the man advantage. They've scored. How about this? They've scored a power play goal in every game this year, and they've scored two power play goals in four uh, of their uh, games so far this year. Four of their uh, seven games, they've scored two power play goals. So this, the man advantage is on fire for the Edmonton Oilers. There's no denying that whatsoever. Uh, and that's going to be a challenge here for Seattle is keeping this potent attack uh, under wraps. Seattle might be a team that's able to do it, though. You look at their penalty kill. They have they've actually had a clean uh, kept a clean sheet to steal a soccer term. They have not given up a power play goal in six uh, of their last seven games. So that's good. That's the kind of penalty kill you want to see when you're going to play a team like the Edmonton Oilers. You want to see your penalty kill get the job done. And, you know, like they said, most coaches are saying this now when they play Edmonton. Uh, what's the key to your penalty kill doing a good job? Well, it's not taking penalties against this Edmonton team. Uh, that would be the good start, and it's true. You know, just don't take penalties against Edmonton. Don't put yourself in a position where you're having to face this uh, dynamic, very uh, talented, uber-skilled Edmonton power play very often. And so that's what I like about Seattle. That's the things they've got going for them in this game. You know, they've only given up two power plays each of their last three games. And like I said, they've gone six of their last seven games without giving up a power play goal. So uh, that definitely bodes well for Seattle. And Seattle's one of those teams, they compete. You know, they really play hard. They do it every night. It's not always going to re result in victories like last night, but I thought they were, they were carrying the play to the Rangers and Shesterkin for extended parts of that game. And just could not beat him. He was outstanding. So, 
you know, this is a big price to be laying with Edmonton against a very hard-trying, feisty, competitive Seattle group. So it, it's one of those games I don't trust Seattle on the road here to win. I don't want to lay the price with Edmonton. It's a pass for me. It's uh, unfortunately three games, and I really only have a, a, a somewhat strong conviction on one of the games, but unfortunately that's just the way it is tonight. Uh, Andrew, what do you think, Seattle and Edmonton? I really like Edmonton here, and uh, I'm willing to lay the price on the regulation. I, I locked in Edmonton and regulation minus 140. You know, I've talked about on this show that uh, there's times to look for minus ones, time to look for regulations. Look, I, I think in this instance alone, it, it, there's a lot of information that can really back this up, and I, I know we're early in the season, but I really truthfully think, Ian, that when we're sitting here together at the end of December, early January, and we're talking, we're going to look at this Seattle team that has a huge difference in home versus away split, just like we saw with Vegas. I mean, I don't think they're going to be as skilled and as, as you know, successful as we saw Vegas, but so far this year, this is just obviously on a super, super uh, small scale in their five games away from home. I Seattle has been outscored 19 to 11 by its opponents, losing by an average of 2.4 goals per game. Uh, Seattle's a top 11 team in goals for in five on five situations. But through eight games, just 2.11 expected goals per 60, ranking them 26th in the league. They're also 28th in the league in shots on goal per game. Everything about this team, and and you know I've been saying this, but I I really feel like it's a setup for a good spot here for Edmonton. Everything about this team just sets up for a regression. And I don't know, I just feel like some of the goals they've been scoring haven't been the nicest goals. They've been that great, you know, uh, hustle type goals, which I always promote. I mean, I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. We don't score that many nice goals. Let's be honest here. We don't score that many goals at all right now. But, uh, you know, in general, looking at this, this Oilers team, they're just, they're, they're playing unbelievable. I mean, um, they're so high up there in so many different stats. They're top five in uh, goals for per 60 minutes, top six in goals for top five in shots on goal per game. Lots of stuff that goes towards them right here, Ian. And then we look at the goaltending and, and we check to see, guess who played yesterday for them? Philip Grubauer. You know, that's huge. Um, looking at this Joey Decord between the pipes for the Seattle Kraken. Obviously, young guys like to make a name for themselves and may, maybe they will. But uh, this power play for Edmonton, um, adding a little more depth in the offseason, I feel like it's a great spot for them. And, and I was definitely willing to lay the minus 140 in reg. All right, like an Edmonton minus 140 in regulation here, Andrew. Uh, yes, Joey Decord and Ned, of course, was with Ottawa once upon a time. Now yep. with the Seattle Kraken, gave up three goals on 32 shots uh, in his one appearance this year against the uh, Devils uh, in that game. So uh, just a small sample and, size. And I like the him. under, too, Ian. I forgot to mention that. Yep. I like the under. Uh, six and a half, high number. I think we're going to see not only success for home and away for Seattle, but I feel like we're going to see a big uh, – over and under home and away split. I feel like on the road, they're going to play a lot more defensive. Um, and unless the Oilers run the score up, I feel like we'll see under six and a half here. And let's be honest, I think it might even take a little while for the Oilers to get their heads in the game. They might take this game kind of lightly. Um, and then we'll see kind of a, a 3-1 type of game here. There is one prop I'm on, goal scorer prop. It's really the only goal scorer prop I've got in any of the games uh, as of right now. Zach Hyman for the Edmonton Oilers. Seattle plays tough. Seattle plays gritty. They got a little physical edge to them. So you want a guy that can play that kind of style to score goals against a team like Seattle. Guess who can do that? Zach Hyman. Guess who has been doing that? 
Zach Hyman. Six goals in the seven games so far uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. You still get a solid plus number with him to score a goal uh, at most books. Take advantage of it. And in a game where I think Seattle is going to really try to tighten it up again, this is a, this is the kind of game – in these kind of games, Zach Hyman's still very capable offensively. These are the games you want a guy that just scores his goals with all-out grunt work and effort and go into the areas of the ice you got to go to to score goals, and Zach Hyman does that. Yeah. Uh, so plus 150 to plus 160 at most books for him to yeah, score Yeah, you know which team could use a Zach Hyman type player? I'm, I got a, I got a team in mind that could use a player just like Zach Hyman. Maybe your own? <laughs> oh, well, I was going to say the Maple Leafs, but yeah, we could use one too. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Leafs had him, and now they don't anymore. But uh, no, they were, they were kind of hoping Richie could be that, but Richie just doesn't have the foot speed to keep up with uh, Matthews yeah. and Marner, and that experiment ended quickly with him on the top line. But you're right, they miss uh, Zach Hyman, and Edmonton's very happy uh, to have him. All right, we'll get to best bets to wrap up in just a second. Uh, Jimmy, by the way, has bad connections. You know, he's on the road, he's traveling a bit. I want to pass along his best bets. Uh, he's on the under. Uh, five and a half with Washington Tampa Bay. Uh, he is on the Ottawa Senators uh, at a plus price here, and he likes Edmonton puck line. Jimmy puck line, uh, Edmonton puck line He's is back. his best bet uh, today. Edmonton minus one and a half at even money uh, for his uh, best bet. So there you go for Jimmy Murphy. All right, DraftKings, official sports betting partner of uh, the NFL and the NHL. We'll shout them out as we always do here uh, on the show. Of course, make sure you get involved, you bet. Uh, NFL football, uh, you can get involved with them as well with DraftKings. And a reminder that this weekend, just like the last couple weekends, new customers, you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. Now, if DraftKings isn't available in your state, don't worry. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving... All new customers, a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right, best bets to wrap up this abbreviated edition of the show with only three games on this Monday. Andrew, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, I like the I like the Oilers and Rag. I'm gonna get I'm gonna give the under as my best bet. If you're, I, the more I think about it, I like that one as well. Uh, I like both picks, um, but I'll give the under here, under six and a half. All right, under six and a half, minus one fifteen. Seattle and Edmonton, uh, best bet for Andrew McGinnis. Uh, my best bet's the only bet I've made so far on the card today, so it's got to be it. It's Washington for me uh, at the plus price against Tampa Bay, uh, plus one twenty five. Uh, I like the spot, like the way it lines up. Tampa's only home win is against a bad Arizona team. Uh, and the Lightning, uh, or Capitals rather, losing to the Lightning in overtime at home. I think there's a little onus to, hey, get a little payback tonight. Uh, and again, Tampa Bay 
uh, laying this price, not interested. Washington, I think a live road underdog. Washington plus 125 against Tampa Bay for my best bet for this Monday uh, NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. We appreciate everybody joining us live. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week on YouTube, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. For Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.